It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be an amazing show. I'll be introducing my guest shortly, and I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It will be terrific. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I typically do this every single week. Lately, I've been thinking about my journey and how things have changed in the last year or so. And here's a quote that comes to mind. When you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, keep going because the light will eventually show up. And what this has meant for me is that even when things seem hopeless, but you are either financially or emotionally invested in something, very often the best course of action is to continue. Just because you don't see the solution doesn't mean it doesn't exist. I believe there's always an answer for whatever challenge we face. Sometimes we're meant to be in the desert for a while because there's a great lesson to be learned. And when that lesson is learned, we are brought to a peaceful place. But our task is to trust and not give up. Your faith will be rewarded. So whatever you are facing, just remember, when you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, keep going because the light will eventually show up. With all this in mind, I'd like to introduce my guest. And before I forget, you can download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes. You can also get my brand new book, Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers on Amazon, in Barnes & Noble, or at any bestseller, any bookselling place. So my guest this week is Tom Ziegler. He returns for the second time. So let me tell you a little bit about him. Tom Ziegler is currently the president at Zig Ziegler Training Systems. He was named to this position in 1996 when the company was created as the operations segment of Zig Ziegler Corporation. Within the first six months after he began directing Ziegler Training Systems, production increased 40% with 30% fewer people. Prior to being named president, Tom initially began his career in retail and direct sales. He joined the Zig Ziegler Corporation in 1987, learning every aspect of the company as he climbed from working in the warehouse to sales to seminar production, to sales management, and he shares his belief of his father, Zig Ziglar, that you can have everything in life you want if you just help enough other people get what they want. We will discuss all of this and so much more on today's show. And so here we are with my very special guest, Tom Ziglar. Tom, how are you today? Well, Brian, I'm doing better than good, but I think that's genetically required. Yes, there it is. I'm so (laughs) happy that you're back. And, uh, I'm just really glad that you're here. So here's where I normally start, and you've been on the show before. Um, tell us a little bit about your background, some of the things that you overcame, and how you got to where you are right now. You bet. Well, my background is pretty simple. I went to college, and my my dream, my goal was to be a professional golfer. And uh, after college, I traveled for a year, and I got a job working at our company in the warehouse, uh, moving boxes and putting product and shipping it out and all that kind of good stuff. And as I started working there, we moved over into sales and started selling and I just fell in love with sales. There's something about, uh, you know, sales is really about um, finding a problem and solving it. 
And as I increased in my sales and my love for that, I realized that my golf game just wasn't going to cut it. <laughs> so, mm. so I moved into sales and then sales management. Uh, and then when I was at the ripe old age of 30, I became the president of the company. Uh, and then that role, primarily, I was the support uh, arm to prepare the stage for dad and our other speakers and corporate training and and so on. And then as we progress now, uh, we have a certification program where we have almost 300 certified trainers around the world in 18 different countries who are out carrying out the, the Ziegler programs and a legacy. Uh, I get to speak all over the world and our company is going and growing and it's it's really very simple. The philosophy that you can have everything in life you want if you help enough other people get what they want is now more true than ever and needed now more than ever. And so I'm just I'm blessed to be here. Yeah, I've I've heard Joel Osteen say that when he took over his dad's ministry, there were people that expected him to be just like his dad, and he's not. Were there people who thought the same thing of you and tried to compare you to your dad like that? Well, I tell you, the, the ironic thing is, is that when I first started speaking about seven or eight years ago, I had a lot of hesitancy. I, I couldn't figure out why. Uh, people would say, hey, you need to go and speak more. You need to go and do this. And I would just resist it. Mm. And finally, I had to sit down and have a talk with myself. And I, I dug in and I realized that my concern or my fear was is that I thought I had to speak like my father. Mm. And the reality is, his dad never told me that. He always said, hey, you know, whatever you want to do, just do it with 100% integrity and 100% effort. Mm. And he made it real clear that God has given us each very unique gifts and talents. And the only way that we can fulfill uh, our potential and our purpose is that, that if we live out our gifts and our talents. And when, when you know, in, the, in, in Scripture, when it talks about the parable of the talents— the master didn't ask the person, hey, what did you do with the talents I gave that other guy? <laughs> the master said, what did you do with the talents that I gave you? And so I realized, wait a second, my job is not to sound like Zig Ziglar on stage. My job right. is to be the best Tom Ziglar that I can be. Yeah. Right? yeah. And I so that's ask what I've done, and I carry the philosophy and the principles yeah. and the values, but my style is my own. That's fantastic. Did you feel a sense of relief when your dad gave you the blessing that you didn't have to be just like him? Well, he'd given it to me from day one. It was really mm. a self-imposed thing. And, and for everybody listening, I think that's so true is that we interpret or we read into and we assume what other people want. And yeah. that's just not the case. Yeah. Uh, what our obligation is, is to be the best version of ourselves that we can be. We got to do the homework. We got to prepare. We've got to maximize who we are and the gifts and talents that we have. And when we focus on that, things tend to go a lot better. When we try to be somebody else, it never works out. Yeah. And you were very fortunate that your dad imparted that to you from day one, that you don't have to be just like him. But there are a lot of people who seem to fall into the trap that they have to fulfill their parents' um, legacy for them or their dream for them. You know, what advice would you give to someone who feel burdened by their parents' expectations of who they think you should be? You know, there's a, a proverb that says, uh, uh, raise up a child in the way they should go or the way they're bent. And bent really means that we all have unique combinations of personality and 
uh, skills and gifts and talents. And we treat each of our kids differently based on the way they're created. But the moral philosophy, the character, the integrity is the same. Mm. You know, it doesn't, there's, there is no difference in right and wrong and all that. And so for, for people who have had uh, guidance or an upbringing that says, hey, you should be a doctor or you should go into the family business, you've just got to understand two things. First off, the intentions are probably really good. You know, the intentions are they want the best for you. But then you've got to step back and you've got to take an inventory and you've got to ask yourself this. Okay, what are, what are the desires, dreams, and goals of my heart? What is it that I feel called to do? And we've got to clearly identify all of those. And then the second thing is we've got to take an inventory of what our gifts and talents are, yeah. of what it is that we're naturally good at, because those two things have to, they need to connect at some point. Yeah, I love that. And I know that uh, one of, well, your dad had many, many quotes, and one of them involves his advice to public speaking, prepare extensively every time and be funny. So your dad was funny you're funny. What if you think you're not funny? Is that something you can learn? Well, you know, being funny is in context. Uh, I Mm. know people who have no humor, like in the world sense, but they're incredibly funny because they're able to make fun of the fact that they have no humor. Mm. Okay. And so I, I think, you know, when dad went on stage, there was really only two things that he made sure of. Number one, is that he prepared to the best of his ability for for that speech, for that event. Mm. I mean, he was prepared. And when I say to the best of his ability, I I want people to hear this because sometimes it's in context. Remember, he was speaking sometimes three and four times a week in three or four different cities. Mm. And sometimes you get bad weather and canceled flights and schedules get crazy. And so you might actually go out where you like to have three or four hours of prep time, but you've only had an hour, but yet you've done everything you can. So when you take the stage, you've got to take it with that confidence. You've done everything you can. And then the second is this is, this was dad's highest standard. He, I would ask him, I would say, dad, did you do good out there? And he would never judge his speech by how many standing ovations he got. And, and believe me, he got a bunch. It was mm-hmm. not uncommon for him to get two or three every time he spoke. Instead, this is how he judged it. Did I speak God's truth in love? Mm. In other words, did I bring a life-changing message in love? And that is a very, very powerful concept. Because a lot of times, as speakers, boy, we can get the ego. We can get so sold on what we're selling and that we can almost come across as, you know, as arrogant or as dominating or as you better do this or, or else. And dad never, never approached it that way. It was always, hey, let me show you what the good stuff is. Let me show you how this can change your life so that you'll want it. And he would present it in love. And it doesn't matter whether you're teaching math to eighth, grader, eighth graders or you're in front of 20,000 people in a motivational seminar. If you bring the message that you're prepared to give in a spirit of love, then it really has the impact you want. I love that so much. We are here with Tom Ziegler, and we are coming up against our first break very, very shortly. He's the son of the legendary Zig Ziegler, and the last book that um, 
Zig wrote and Tom co-wrote this with him. It's called Born to Win. We talked about that a lot on the last show that we did together. It was probably been two or three years now since we've been together. And I'm really glad you're back. So what we will do uh, in the next segment, and we will talk about sales. We will talk about Zig's iconic quote, you can have everything in life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. And we will come right back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. We are here with Tom Ziegler. We will be right back after the break. Please stay with us. Don't go away. This is Success Profiles Radio. to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Are you stressed out? Because if you are, you're not alone. In fact, research shows that over 73% of all Americans report symptoms of stress, which is a key factor contributing to mental and physical illness. And mass stress is usually related to work, money, or relationships. Up until now, the solution to combat the effects of stress have been delivered through pharmaceutical companies. But now there's a natural way to solve this problem without the harmful side effects. The Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement contains natural ingredients proven to reduce cortisol, also known as the stress hormone, which causes damage to our body. And unlike prescriptions, your satisfaction is guaranteed with a 100% money-back offer on all orders. In addition, a portion of all proceeds goes to PTSD research, and as a bonus, all purchases will include a free copy of the new ebook, The Survival Guide to Living with Stress. So get the Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement today at www.screwstress.com. Click the Amazon logo. It'll take you where you need to go. Once again, that is www.screwstress.com. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.brianckwright.com for more information. Once again, that's brianckwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Tom Ziegler. And once again, you can download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes for free anytime. You can also go on Amazon or go to Barnes & Noble and pick up my new book, Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers. And Tom Ziegler is one of the chapters. He was one of my 11 favorite interviews, and he's in the book. And so uh, get that as well. That way you can uh, catch up on what Tom and I talked about the first time around. And right before the break, we were talking about uh, how important your faith is uh, to you. you. You've made some references to that a couple times, and I want to ask because I know in your company uh, you do Monday morning devotionals, and I just want to talk about the, the role of faith in, in your life and in your business and how important it is to start the week off right in a manner like that. You bet. Well, Dad started it, gosh, over 40 years ago. Uh, every Monday morning, first meeting of the week, we have devotionals, and it's it's non-denominational. We'll have guests come in. 
uh, and lead uh, the devotionals. We'll have team members lead it. And we will always be outnumbered five or six to one as far as guests versus uh, Ziegler team members. So it's a great wow. time. Every listener listening, if you're ever in Dallas on a Monday morning at 730, you're invited. Just uh, give us a call or email us, and we'd love to have you. And Dad always felt that if you start the week right, if you start the day right, uh, getting that right input and that right focus, then everything is going to go better from there. Wow, I love that very, very much. And I would imagine that when things have gotten difficult, that's something that you can rely on just to regroup and refocus and and recalibrate what you're doing, right? Absolutely. You know, one of the things you, you, you know, we were talking at the break about how do we how do we start our day? What do we do? Uh, I start my day every every way every day with a, a practice called Two Chairs. Mm. Uh, my good friend Bob Bodine wrote a book called Two Chairs. And so what I do is I have one chair for me and one chair for God. Mm. And, and we have a conversation, and it's a real simple conversation. I ask three questions. The first question is, uh, God, do you know what's going on? And, of course, he's God, so mm-hmm. he knows. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the second question is, hey, God, uh, are you big enough to handle this? Mm-hmm. And, of course, he is. He's God, right? He's the of creator course. of the universe. Right. And so the third question, and this is what's kind of cool, is I say, okay, God, what's the plan? Mm. And that's where I listen. So this whole thing takes like five minutes. But, you know, I'm, I've got the brain and the mind like all of us do today. It's like we've got text and email and social media and work and family and all these things. So to quiet your mind and just say, okay, what am I supposed to do next? That's yeah. when you get plugged in. And then I go into my reading and my devotional time. But I want to, you know, I don't want to, I want to go straight to the source and I want to open myself up to receive. And so just like I start every day in my personal life that way, it's kind of cool that corporately we do it together as a team. You know, mm-hmm. we have that time in the company where we just say, you know what, we don't have the answers. This is bigger than us. Let's, let's tap into somebody who does. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much for answering that. That's really fantastic. Let's talk about partnerships because I know that you are partnering with Kevin Harrington to reinvigorate and reintroduce uh, some of your dad's trainings to the world. And of course, uh, there is a new generation now who uh, maybe has not had a chance to experience your dad live and in person or maybe has not read uh, any of his books. I have several of your dad's books on my shelf and I still have Born to Win. I've got the PDF version that you and your dad wrote together. But I would like to ask how you met Kevin Harrington and how this partnership came together because I think this is really fascinating. You bet. So just a little background. Kevin Harrington is amazing. He was the original shark on the Shark Tank. Yes. Uh, When Mark Burnett had the idea for the show, the first guy he called was Kevin. Kevin invented the infomercial. Uh, He started it back in the early days of TV. He's got a great story behind that. So, you know, the Ginsu Knife and Ron Propel and all those guys kind of owe their, uh, you know, their success and fame to Kevin Harrington because he's the one who bought the time and put them on. Well, my sister Julie last year, early last, about this time last year, was speaking on the same program that Kevin was. And Kevin really is a, a, a leader in entrepreneurism and joint ventures and partnerships. 
in bringing new ideas to market. And so Julie just asked him, she said, hey, Kevin, with a name like Ziegler, what would you think we should do? And he turned around and he got it, you know, he, he just got excited and he said, you know, I, I really want to stake my claim not as the infomercial guy, but as the sales guy. He said, when you think about it, all I did in the infomercial was sell. And I got my roots in selling from your father's book, Secrets of Closing the Sale. Yes. Maybe we should get together and do something. And so that's what happened. We created a partnership with him. Uh, and the guy works. I've never seen anybody work uh, as hard and as intense as he does with so much energy. And so the goal was real simple, was to bring Secrets of Closing the Sale, one of the greatest all-time sales books in history. In fact, it was the first pure sales book to make the New York Times bestseller list. Mm. That's how powerful that book was. And it's still timely. It's still relevant. But we were putting the numbers together, and it's been probably over 20 years since my dad actually gave a speech on sales. And the reason is he really moved over to personal development, attitude, motivation, self-image, and family. That's what his focus was. So the idea was, how can we take Kevin and all of his 2018 sales experience, because that's what he does every day. Mm-hmm. How can we take that information and 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 bring out secrets of closing the sale and combine those two to really introduce to a new generation the timeless wisdom and truth in secrets of closing the sale? And out of that, we created the secrets of closing the sale masterclass. And boy, is that just that's been a huge and exciting project to work with Kevin on. That's great. I am on Kevin's email list, and so I have seen promotions for that uh, a lot. And uh, Kevin's been on my show, and he was the first cover for Success Profiles magazine. So I'm very familiar with Kevin's work, and he is a joy to work with. I, I can personally attach to that as well. So let me ask you about the Power Joint Ventures, because you're combining the the Ziegler audience with Kevin Harrington's audience. That's a lot of reach, isn't it? It is. It's a huge reach. And the reason it's so powerful is it's, it's an incredible win-win. Uh, Kevin, with his his TV profile. And, you know, one of the things that we don't realize here in the States is that every year a new market opens up for Shark Tank. So for example, Singapore and Asia, there there are several countries that are just going through the first couple of seasons of Shark Tank. Kevin was on the first three seasons. So he's like a movie star celebrity all over again in these different markets. Yes. So, so he goes in to meet the demand and now he has something that can stay behind. He says, look, I've partnered with Ziegler, a guru, one of the most well-known uh, experts in the, in the field of sales and motivation. And we have the Secrets of Closing the Sale Masterclass. And so that combination is so powerful. And literally, if you were to talk to any professional salespeople who've been in sales for, say, more than 20 years – and especially sales speakers and trainers, they're going to tell you that they were influenced and got a lot of their early thinking from Zig Ziglar. And so now you've got this current brand, Kevin Harrington, as seen on TV, but wait, there's more. Mm-hmm. And this legendary truth-based selling system, Secrets of Closing the Sale, combined, and it's just it's a powerful, powerful combination. Absolutely. And everything 
is selling. I mean, everything we do, whether we're looking for a job, whether we're trying to close a new client, whether we're trying to get someone to date us or marry us, everything is selling. So (laughs) what would you say to someone who links the word sales or selling in a negative connotation? What, What if we don't think we're even good at it? What would you say? Well, I would rephrase it. I would do this first. Uh, first, I would say, I would ask somebody, "What problem do you solve?" Mm. Okay, because really, when we think about it, selling is solving problems. And one of my good friends, Rabbi Lappin, said, Rabbi Daniel Lappin says this: When we solve a problem for somebody, we're often rewarded with certificates of appreciation. We call this money. Yes. Okay. And so all money is, is it's just a certificate of appreciation for solving somebody's problem. This is what salespeople do. And then if you go, and I'm kind of a nerd, I've been studying Hebrew 2017. That was one of my goals to kind of study Hebrew, not to speak it or read it, but just to get the root meaning of the word. And in Hebrew, there were two words for the word sales. One of them was an everyday word, kind of a common language word. And what it meant, what it means is just a transaction. The Hebrew word is just describing two people, uh, you know, transacting a deal. But the other word for the word sale was a very high moral word. In the Hebrew language, every letter, every word has a moral value. And the Hebrew word for sale, this is the actual definition It means to look into someone's future and then to anticipate a problem or challenge they may have and then help them to avoid it. Mm. And so for those of you who feel uncomfortable about being in sales or claiming that you're a sales profession, I can't think of a higher moral calling than to help somebody else avoid a problem or a challenge in the future. And that's what salespeople do. And that is the essence of dad's quote. You can have everything in life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. When we help people solve problems and avoid challenges, then we're really doing something good. Absolutely. We are less than two minutes to our next break. I do want actually one minute to go to our break. We may not even have time to to answer this question, but I I want to, if you could think of your one greatest success habit, what do you think that would be real quick? The number one lesson of all is controlling my input. So my habit is to make sure that I'm getting the right input into my mind. Input determines everything. I love that. That is fantastic. Be very mindful of what you're reading. Be very mindful of what you're listening to. Turn off the TV. Read good books. Listen to audio programs such as Ziegler programs. Very good. All right. We will come right back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very, very special guest this week is Tom Ziegler. And we will come back after the break. And I would love to address when we come back for our next segment uh, his dad's book, See You at the Top. And there were six steps which represents the stairway to the top. I'd love to explore the six steps to get you to the top. We will come right back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. We will be right back. Yeah. 
is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.brianckwright.com for more information. Once again, that's brianckwright.com. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Tom Ziegler, son of the legendary Zig Ziegler. And I would love to visit with you about your dad's first book, See You at the Top. And there is a stairway. There's an image of a stairway that's very prominent throughout the book. And he takes each chapter and talks about all six of these steps. And I'd love to briefly go over this. Uh, Step one is having a real healthy self-image. Tell us about that. (laughs) Well, whenever I think of self-image, I I think of Dad's quote. The number one cause of a poor self-image is the lack of unconditional love. Oh, wow. And in our culture, it's a performance-based culture, right? Especially in the U.S., you know, it's about what did we accomplish? What results did we get? Are we winning the race? How are we doing compared to our friends? And now with Facebook and social media, our kids are growing up in imaginary worlds, right? Because Mm -hmm. they see all their friends living the perfect life. Meanwhile, everybody's miserable. And so the potential to have a very negative or poor self-image is higher than it's ever been. And so what we've got to do, and and when your self-image is limited or poor, that will dramatically impact your potential and your performance. Because yeah. your self-image, the way you think about yourself, will then direct your behavior. And your behavior is what gets results. And yeah. so what we've got to do is we've got to develop a healthy self-image. So that's why I said at the end of the last segment, the number one lesson I learned from Dad is the input that I allow into my mind. What I read, yes. listen to, who I associate with. And I've, I have a choice. I can I can let the world tell me who I am or... I could determine that and I could read God's word and see what he says I am. Mm-hmm. And when I pick a source of truth to inform me about what I was created for and, and you know, what my purpose is and, and how I can go forward, then that changes the game. Yeah. Uh, but so many people, they, you know, they don't get that head start. And so how do you change a self image? Well, 
the first thing you've got to do is you've got to first start putting the right information in. And then when things aren't going the way you want, when you don't feel like you should, you've got to investigate. Why am I anxious? Why am I afraid? What is it that's holding me back? And you've got to challenge that because a lot of times the self-image that you have is, is based on false truth. It's not true. It's yeah. a lie that somebody's told you. Right. Absolutely. And step number two is your relationship with others. That is so important because you could just never, ever do it by yourself. Yeah, absolutely. All of life, all of business is about relationships. You know, there's a TED talk out that I love and mm. it's, it's on the 75 year Harvard grant study. And in that study, what they did over 75 years ago is they started following the sophomore class at Harvard and a similar age group of young men in the, who grew up in the Boston tenement housing projects. So they had two groups of men. They followed them every year for 75 years. They did interviews. They did medical exams. They followed their career. They talked to their family. And they kept track record, right? They, they, they knew how they ended up. Well, at the 75th anniversary, they asked the people who were still alive, about 10% of them, about 70 out of 700 were still alive. And they asked them a question, are you happy and satisfied with your life? And the ones that said yes, they went back into the data 25 years and they said, what were they doing 25 years ago that made them happy today? And here's the amazing thing, Brian, is they all said exactly the same thing. Their focus 25 years earlier was relationships. It wasn't career. It wasn't making more money. It wasn't hobbies. It wasn't traveling. It wasn't retirement. Their priority was relationships. Mm. So isn't that interesting that if yeah. we want to be in our 90s, happy and satisfied with life, then our number one priority has to be relationships. Well, yeah. here's the incredible thing. You can't have a good relationship without trust. If you don't trust somebody, you can't have a relationship. Trust is the byproduct of integrity. Yeah. So the way we have a happy life is we build our life on integrity, knowing that trust is the byproduct, and then we focus on developing relationships. That is fantastic. I love that. It really puts into perspective, I suppose, the people who value their careers first. And not that, not that there's anything really wrong with that, but if you're trying to do it without other people in your life supporting you and loving you and helping you along, it's, it, it, it means nothing. Right. Absolutely. So step number three is goals. Yeah. So, you know, I love the word goals, but if I was going to retitle that step, I would call it how to get what you want. Mm-hmm. Because really, a goal is simply a system to get you from where you are to where you want to go. And the great thing about systems is systems don't care about who's using the system. They don't True. care about your past. They don't care uh, what you think about the system. All the system cares is, are you working the system? And so when I think of a goal system, of a how-to-get-what-you-want system, the steps are real simple. You identify the dream or objective that you want. You break it down into smaller steps. You identify the obstacles, the barriers you've got to overcome, the skills and knowledge you've got to require, acquire, the people you need to work with, and then you put the action plan in place. And when you do those things and you do it every day, it's only a matter of time because every single day you're making a small right choice to get closer to 
your goal. Absolutely. Step number four is attitude. This is so critical. Yeah, dad had a quote. He said, a positive attitude won't let you do anything, but it will let you do everything better than a negative attitude will. Yes, (laughs) that makes sense. And, you know, look in the workforce. When when we judge ourselves, I call this the uh, I call it the Ziegler performance formula. This this idea it's attitude times effort times skill. Mm. When we drive home from work every day, and we ask ourselves, did I bring it today? I could be a real estate investor, a business owner, doesn't matter. Did I bring it today? Did I have what it takes? You can judge yourself on these three three things: attitude, effort, and skill. Was my attitude positive and contagious in all the right ways? Did I hustle? And am I professional? Do I know my craft? Am I learning stuff every day? Well, all three of those are important. But the thing that gets us most excited the quickest or the most turned off the quickest is attitude. Yeah. Because attitude literally drives effort and skill. The right attitude, man, somebody's more likely to hustle and they're more likely to dig deep and learn the important things. A negative attitude they're not going to hustle and they're not going to be diligent in learning their craft. No, not at all. Step number five is work. Work. Yeah. That's the effort part. Yes. So, you know, we got to work hard and we got to work smart. Uh, I love what my friend said is his uh, name is Don Sherman. He was a, he was on the FBI SWAT team. And I said, man, how do you guys go so fast when you train, you know, when you go in and you rescue a hostage, And he looked at me and he said, Tom, we never train to go fast. We train to go smooth. Mm. Fast gets you killed. Oh. Right? Because if you have a team of five and they're going to go and rescue a hostage, they've got to work in unison. If one of them gets separated, somebody usually dies or gets hurt. Our work is the same way. We want to work hard, right? We want to have the energy and the work ethic and, you know, the gung-ho but we also want to be smooth. We want to learn from people who've already done it. We want to be coached by the best. We want to have a plan in place in order to be successful. So when you think of work, it's, it's work is what changes everything. It's the action, but it's, it's smooth. It's not fast. Yeah. And step six is desire. Yeah. Desire is key. Desire could almost be number one because until we desire something, we don't have that energy or that, you know, that thing, that, that catalyst that gets us going. And so whenever people are kind of stuck in a rut, I'll say, hey, well, what do you desire? If you could be, do, or have anything, what would it be? What's that calling on your heart? What are the things that you know that you're meant for, but yet it seems like you're in quicksand, you're stuck? What are the things that you desire? I truly believe that a lot of the desires on our heart that we have, God put them there in the first place. Yeah. So when we, when we flesh out our desires and we understand what it is that we want, then we can start planning on how to get there. If we don't want anything, if we don't have a desire, if we don't know what we're made for, then it's hard to get excited about the next step. Absolutely. I love that stairway to the top. I'm so glad we had a chance to talk about that. Now, I also know that your dad started his speaking career when he was in his 40s, which might seem might, it might surprise some people to hear that because you, you think, oh, gosh, he's been doing this his whole life. Well, almost. <laughs> I would love to, to, to explore that, too, because I think it should give some people hope 
who probably haven't found their calling in life or maybe who haven't quite figured out what they want to do. Sometimes you don't figure that out until you're in your 40s or even your 50s or even later. So so speak to that. I mean, your dad started his speaking career in his mid-40s, but he when he figured it out, he ran with it. Yeah, so let's talk about that for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the first thing that I want everybody to hear is that in his early career, he was in sales, yes. and he did presentation selling. So at one point, Dad estimated that he'd given 3,000 speeches, which he called presentations, before he ever got paid for a speech. Mm. So what does that mean? It means that he was doing a 30 or 40 minute presentation around the products that he was selling, which for the most part was, was stainless steel, waterless cookware. Right. And he had memorized and internalized the script so well that he was able to watch the body language, to see the expressions on people's faces, to get his timing down to tell a joke or to insert something that was not only funny, but brought attention to what he wanted to do. And so for everybody who's out there aspiring to be a speaker or a presenter, do what dad did volunteer and speak everywhere you can. Don't even care if you get paid, get as much experience and practice as you can know your material so well so that you can start to read the audience so that your focus is not on you and what you're saying, but it's on what the audience wants and needs. That was the key. That's how dad did so well on stage. He had honed his message thousands of times and he was able to interpret the needs and wants of the audience while he was speaking so that he could adjust to meet their needs. Absolutely. And sometimes uh, you get the best results just by changing little things. Sometimes people think that the big things are what makes the difference, but it's the little things that very often make the biggest difference, isn't it? Absolutely. Just a little thing. You know, as a speaker, we'll spend 99% of our time talking about the speech or preparing for the speech, and then we'll forget about the call to action at the end. We, yeah. Oh yeah, get my book. It's the book that changes somebody's life. All the speech did was inspire them. Well, what action are you inspiring them to take? So we need to focus on what really makes the difference, the little Absolutely. things. Absolutely. Yep, and we're coming up against our final break. Please stay with us. Don't go away. This is Success Profiles Radio. We will be right back. Please stay with us. to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Do you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for a better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com. This is the Tokinet Radio Network. Radio with a cutting edge. 
Do Not Disturb sign has been around as long as there have been hotels where discretion was a bitter part of value. One lecturer at Cornell University School of Hotel Administration traces the Do Not Disturb sign roots to the aristocracy of the early 20th century at grand establishments such as the Ritz in Europe. It sure is annoying when you just want to be a slug of bed and someone knocks at the door and says, Housekeeping, what's the word for the semi-conscious state between sleep and wakefulness? Hypnopompic. There are days when I wish I could wear a do not disturb sign around my neck. What to call someone who wants to lay in bed all day? A scabberlatcher. Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Tom Ziegler. And I would love to ask you, Tom, because uh, we were just chatting. You have uh, a Ziegler Business Mastery uh, seminar coming up fairly soon. Tell us about that. Yeah, we have a program. It's a two-day class. It's called the Business Owner Boot Camp, the Ziegler Business Owner Boot Camp. And we really get in with two days, uh, two days of intensive, how do you systemize your business? It's really for small business owners and entrepreneurs, and we cover marketing, sales, operations, administration, and leadership. Uh, and of course, a lot of it, we, we really believe in uh, Michael Gerber and the E-Myth and that idea of working on your business, not in your business. So myself and Howard Partridge, we teach that. And it's just embedded with the Ziegler philosophy. So that's what I love is is anytime you can have a business owner who has a team and you can influence them, they take that back to their team. And so you've impacted a whole nother level. And yeah. that's what I love about that program. It's right at Ziegler.com. You can look on our, our life-changing programs and you'll see the business owner boot camp right there. Yeah. And you're doing this in June? Yeah, we, we do them regularly. I think the next one is in June. I can give you a date here in just a second. I'm looking it up as we speak. But, you know, it's it's fun. Here's the, here's another thing that I love about it is it's a very uh, small group of people. We'll have about 20 to 25 business owners in the room. And during that time, it's just it's just an awesome, awesome group of people. It's actually... Uh, it's coming up in June. I don't have the dates in front of me. Oh, June 7th and 8th. So June 7th and 8th is the next class. And that's in Dallas. In Dallas at Ziegler headquarters, the intergalactic headquarters of Ziegler. So that's awesome. Yeah, that is fantastic. So definitely check that out. Ziegler.com. Z-I-G-L-A-R. Ziegler.com. I would like to ask you, Tom, uh, about the philosophy of be, do, and have. You have to be somebody and then do something in order to have it. A lot of people like to mix those up and they get surprised that things don't work out for them very well. So our culture is backwards. Our culture is have this, have this, have this, right? It's, you know, it's a commercial 30 seconds. This is what you want to have or do this. So a lot of times people get their identity 
from what they do. Oh, I'm a fireman or I'm a salesman or I'm a business owner, but that's all backwards. The way we teach it is this. You've got to be before you can do and you've got to do before you can have. So you become the right person, the right character, the right integrity, the right input, the right spiritual values. When you become the right kind of person, then automatically you do the right things. You start applying the right work ethic. You are able to plan and focus in the right direction. And then you can have all the good things that life has to offer. Yeah. And, and so we've actually added a couple of words to this. You got to be before you can do, you got to do before you can have, you got to have before you can give, and then you can leave a legacy. So it's be, do, have, give legacy. And that sequence is so, so important. I, there's three components to it, really. It's, it's the, it's mindset, strategy, and action. Mm. Mindset is simply the habit of right thinking. Strategy is the habit of right planning. And action is the habit of right, uh, I knew I'd draw a blank. It's, it's the habit of right implementing. Mm. That's awesome. I love so, that. There you go. So it's the, it's the habit of right thinking, the habit of right planning, and the habit of right implementing. And notice I said habits there. There's a quote I love, and, it's, and yes. it, it says this. You cannot determine your future, but you can determine your habits, and your habits will determine your future. Yeah. That's fantastic. And so if we have the habit of right thinking, of becoming the right person, then that sets the course for everything else. Yeah, that's great. What has surprised you about your journey, Tom? Oh, I tell you, there's a, there's a couple of things. Number one is how much fun it is. Um, mm. when, you are, when you're working with people and you can see the aha moment when they get the breakthrough and they write the letter or they send the email, and I, and I tell our certified trainers this. I say, you know what? If you if you call me and send an email and you say, hey, I've achieved a goal, I'll give you a high five. But if you call me and say that you coached someone else or you helped someone else achieve a goal, then I'll do the Snoopy dance. I mean, my feet will be in the air going <laughs> like crazy. And I know it's got to be the same for you, Brian. It's It's yeah. so rewarding when somebody says, hey, you helped me achieve something. Yeah. But it's like 10 times that when they say, hey, I took what you taught me, taught somebody else, and it changed them. That's, that's exciting. That is very exciting. What advice would you have to entrepreneurs who might be struggling right now? Ah, I tell you what, it starts with clarity. Yes. It starts with clarity. Know exactly what your desires are. And then, I alluded to this earlier, man, you've, you've got to – You've also got to understand what your gifts and talents are. What is it that you're good at that you're made for? You know, on American Idol, you, you've seen the episode where the person who can't sing shows up. Yes. <laughs> and they're devastated. And they're mm -hmm. the only one in the world who thinks they can sing. Right. Well, here's the reality is we all have unique gifts and talents. God created us differently. And... Sometimes we're born, we're all born with every gift and talent. It's just that sometimes it's on a scale of one to 10, we're a one. <laughs> when yeah. it comes to singing, I'm a one. I right. could work really hard on my singing and maybe get up to a three. 
which mm. means I will never compete with somebody who was born a seven. I mean, it's right. just not going to happen. Exactly. And so what we've got to do is we've got to match our desires, our goals, and our dreams with the unique combination of gifts and talents that we have. Because when we work with grit on our gifts and talents, and then that gets focused onto our dreams and our goals, that's when our life changes. That's when everything kind of aligns. We're now working in the sweet spot of what we were called to do. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So influential books you've read? Oh, there's there's a ton. I'm always reading. Uh, I really like, um, well, I mentioned Rabbi Lappin and Bob Bodine earlier. Rabbi Lappin wrote uh, Thou Shall Prosper and Business Secrets of the Bible. Mm. Just great wisdom. Uh, Bob Bodine wrote two books. He wrote Two Chairs, and then he wrote The Power of Who. And The Power of Who is the idea of you already know everybody you need to know. Oh, and, and a lot I of times that. we think, gosh, you know, who can I call about this idea? I can't call my friends. I can't tell my family. That's backwards thinking. Who else wants you to win more than your friends and your family? Yeah. Right? We start with those we love and we nurture those relationships in a way that we can, you know, help them become who God created them to become and they'll do the same for us. Absolutely. You never know who someone knows. And that's why it's a good idea to treat everyone kindly. <laughs> Cuz you just don't know. You just don't know. So let me ask you this. In addition to your dad, who have been some of your most uh, impactful mentors in your life? I've got a few. Uh, Bob Bodine, he and I are great friends. Yes. Um, we get together at least once a month, and we leave the planet when that happens. We orbit. Uh, we kind of play off of each other. Um, I've had a good friend, Bruce Barber, for many years. Uh, he's been our editor at Ziegler. Uh, he's helped a lot of the books come to the market. And he's actually helping me with my book that's coming out next year. He's a close friend and confidant. A uh, gentleman named Michael Norton. Uh, he's my rope man. Mm. So a rope man is there's, a, there's a, a story in the Bible where four men lowered their friend through the ceiling using ropes. Yes. And I think every man, every woman listen to this. You need to have that inner circle of three or four friends who would do the same for you, who would who would drop everything and take you to where you needed to go in your time of need. And so, so I cultivate that. I got another friend named Scott Erickson who I've known forever. Um, and you know what, in the book that, uh, Bob Bodine wrote the power of who he said, you got to tell your friends you love them. Yes. And that changed my course. I, I wrote and I sent 12 of my best or 12 of my friends, a letter in a book saying I loved them and it changed the relationship in an incredible way. Such a powerful concept. So, so easy yet so hard. Absolutely. Less than three minutes until the end. I've got two questions left for you. Number one, who inspires and motivates you? It's the question I ask everybody. (laughs) You know, uh, there's a list of people. There's Trinell Walker. Uh, Trinell is one of our certified trainers. When he was 14, he was paralyzed from the neck down. Oh, he changes lives. Unbelievable. I'm intimidated every time I'm around him. He, he wants me to coach him and I'm like, yeah, I'll do that because he doesn't realize that he's coaching me. Yeah. His, you know, his brain works in a way. I mean, think about it. 
your whole life. Everything depends on your thinking because you can't do anything. He's changing lives. Uh, there's so many people who have overcome things that I can't even imagine. And when I compare what they do with what they have and how they impact people, that motivates me. That makes me think, you know what? Everybody has within themselves the capacity to be, do, and have more than they already have. They just need to be unleashed. And so yeah. Trinell is one of those people for me. Absolutely. Biggest bucket list item still on the table for you. Oh, wow. Ah, my dream house. I got to build my dream house. Oh, there you go. It's going to be in the mountains. I can hear the trout stream running by the window, three stories, big windows looking at the peaks. Now, my dream house is different. You know, it's always about 45 degrees at night and always 72 during the day. It's just an incredible place. Is that going to be in Dallas? No, it's going to be. <laughs> there's no mountains in Dallas. It's, That's where I was going with that. I didn't think there were any mountains. Colorado or yes. Utah or North Carolina. I don't know where. I haven't found it yet. But Awesome. Great. We're coming to the end. Thank you, Tom. How can we try with you and vibe with you? How can we stay in touch with you? The best place is Ziggler.com. And uh, we love to have you there. My email. I'm one of these weird guys. I, I respond to email. It's Tom at Ziggler.com. Perfect. Tom at Ziggler.com. Thank you for being here again, Tom. It was an honor and a privilege to have you back here, my friend. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. And this is the end of the show. Thank you all for listening today. And you can join us next week at Success Profiles Radio. And we will be back every Monday at 6 Eastern where I interview another world-class achiever and learn how they achieved what they did, what they learned, what they overcame, and the lessons that we can possibly learn from that. And thank you so, so much for joining us. Until then... Be good to each other, be good to yourself, and have a great week. Take care, everyone. Love you. Bye. for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success 